Meet me at the movies on C19 TV. I hope you're doing very well this week. I am an old team manning the second. And to my what right. Is this a European version of the show? <laughs> what just happened? I have no idea. On the right show? I have no idea. Uh, we do talk movies. I'm old team manning the second. To my right, uh, Christian. Yes, sir. Christian is the Critics' Choice Scholar. Christian, how are you, buddy? Doing well. It's debatable how much we talk movies. It's about 50-50 <laughs> yeah. yeah. movies and then just the and other half. I don't random know. Random usefulness. I don't even know what or to call this show. What should we call it? It's not entertainment. Nope. I don't know how to <laughs> categorize it. Yeah, well, and, you know, do you really have to categorize things anymore? Yeah. No. No, yeah, That's don't. the trend now. No, you don't. You don't really have to categorize things. That over there, who is that? Oh, that's, that's Felix Unger. Felix, welcome. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, it works, doesn't it? I get that. I'll, yeah. For this first one, I'll go with you. Yeah, Felix out. Unger. Yeah. Good to yeah. see you. And I see Thank that you shaved since last week. I actually, it fell out. I don't know why. It was all over the pillow one morning. I have no idea. I don't know if it's a radiation thing or what. Well, uh, It could be like facial balding, you know? Instead of just up there, you're just losing it here. Male pattern baldness yeah. in reverse. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I was talking to Tim. It was Foster. unnerving. I'll say. I was talking to the, to the Timinator back there on the Tim Cam oh, uh, Control. Uh, hey, and there's Catherine. Catherine, good to see you. Uh, Tim was saying that he put some stuff uh, in your shampoo. Now, do you use? Yeah, it was. <laughs> like nair. Nair, nair. It was nair. Yeah, he, he mixed it. He mixed. Well, your, that would have made my hair fall out, right? He said he knows there's certain well, I did days. I do shampoo on my beard. I he did. said certain days you don't wash your hair, you only wash your face. And so he had to prepare it. He knew. Well, he's really not supposed to be telling people he, that. I know, but, but that's what he said. That's what so he said. He's good at charades. I feel like he, he, he does a lot with you know the, what? the hand. He would be oh, pretty, you have no idea how good he is at hand <laughs> Trust me. Well, he would be pretty awesome in the. Oh, there he goes. Oh, watch out. Watch out. Have to edit that. Um, he would be pretty awesome in the first movie we're going to talk about uh, last week. Uh, on the show, we talked about some really bad horror films. It was really perfect timing, um, talking about horror films as we approach The Quiet Place, which uh, John Krasinski starred in, directed, uh, also had a hand in writing. Uh, it's a movie that um, I've been looking forward to a long time. Um, you and I got a chance to go to a, to a screening of that, an early screening a week ago. And it's still a movie that's on my mind. You've seen it two more times since. Yeah, I've seen it three total times since Wednesday. So that's wow. what, like three, three and six days. So uh, some things that you have to share about this movie. Uh, $17 million budget. Uh, worldwide, after one weekend, $71 million for wow. this movie. Worldwide. Uh, it really exceeded all expectations. A relatively short film. Hour and 35 minutes long. Uh, only seven total characters. Uh, in the film, if you include um, a, a dead body on the ground, uh, and so, a man uh, in woods, and a man in woods, credited. you'd have to include. No, you got yeah, Kevin Costner. Kevin was a Costner body was yeah, in the big yeah, chill. Yeah, the big chill. Uh, but but four main characters that kind of drove mm -hmm. the story. Um, Krasinski starred along with his wife, uh, his real life wife Emily Blunt, who was in this. Uh, Millicent Simmons uh, is in this movie, and she was in Wonderstruck, and she is deaf. And uh, in, in the movie, she plays um, someone who is deaf. And Krasinski, when he cast her, he said, I don't want to cast somebody who is uh, just a good actress who can 
pretend she's deaf or act like she's mm -hmm. deaf. I want to cast this person. And so he really fought hard for that. Uh, the only other lead uh, was also in uh, Suburbicon, young kid, and was in Wonder uh, last year. But uh, interesting film. I'm going to let Christian kind of give you some, uh, some thoughts on this movie, and then we'll kind of give our take on it. Um, but, you know, it's been an interesting year for films that have silence or silent elements in it. This one is called The Quiet Place for Purpose, mm -hmm. uh, Shape of Water. Um, had a, a, a lot of silence with some sign language. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes also had that. I mentioned Wonderstruck uh, and also Baby Driver yeah. had elements of that. So an interesting six, seven months when you start thinking about, well, actually probably going on a, a year when you're talking about uh, movies that are taking things in a little different nature. We're so uh, big thinking about these Marvel Cinematic Universe films where everything Loud has action. to explode. Yeah. And yeah. this is a different perspective. It is. Um, and I just wrote down brilliant, just simply brilliant. One of the best films that I've seen in a long time. Um, and the acting, even without dialogue, you can see the emotion on their face. And you just feel this connection to each and every character, even the child actors, yeah. which are as impressive to me as John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, one really interesting thing when I was talking to my fiance, because she went to watch the film with me, and she uh, took three or four ASL classes at Gardner-Webb, and a big part of the deaf community is facial expressions, because since they aren't speaking, you have to use your face almost as much as you use your hands to communicate your point. Right. And so it made sense to me that they would hire a deaf child actress, yeah. because who better to use facial expressions to make you feel and connect than a deaf actress? And she was really a standout. All of them were standout. For, for there to only be four characters, yeah. each and every one just knocked it out of the park. Um, the situation felt so real. For $17 million, the visual effects that you see are just really stunning, yeah. really terrifying even. Um, I don't know how you felt about it, but I, I was impressed. I agree with you, and I think that's where, where the money was really put, mm -hmm. was with into the special effects. And they felt real. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen characters similar to, similar to this before, but not quite like this. Uh, I think if you go back even to Alien with, uh, with Sigourney Weaver, Ridley Scott film, that probably set the standard as we've seen these type of characters kind of start to expand, or these type of aliens kind of start to expand. And yeah, very impressed with the special effects mm -hmm. on this. The sound design, I was really impressed with for a film called The Quiet Place that, that uh, the, the, the storyline is something has happened, we don't know what, there's some, been some kind of post-apocalyptic event where aliens have come and these aliens are drawn to sound. And so you, you understand that the, you have to be quiet and you have to try to survive uh, being as quiet as you possibly can. They're blind, but uh, they, are, they are drawn to these sounds, especially the louder the sound, uh, the more they're drawn to it. But yeah, um, music by Marco Beltrami, especially during the emotional scenes, I thought it worked really well. I could have done without it on some of the quieter scenes and some of the suspenseful scenes even, I think would have been really interesting without that music. Right. But still, that was a great element. Really just everything about it. I gave it an A+. Plus. Yep. Like, it just, it's hard to criticize anything in this film. Yeah, and, and I did as well. I, I gave this an A+, plus, and I do not give too many A+. Pluses, but no. it was What's just, this rated? It's rated PG-13. So it's not a gory, violent no. horror movie or no. anything like that? No, there, there are scenes that will leave you breathless. Um, it is so well shot. This is, um, you know, for Krasinski to, you know, he's been in, he's been in, uh, in the Hollywood industry for quite a long when time. When did Jim from, the office, from the office become a hotshot director? Exactly, yeah. and, you know, 
the shot selections, the cinematography is something we wow. talked about mm -hmm. right off the bat from the opening scenes uh, where it's kind of setting up what's happening and you're seeing just images. It was unbelievable. I was completely blown away. There were some things that I could nitpick if I wanted to, but, um, but I don't think there's a need to. No, uh, I, I, and I'm not gonna give a whole lot away. If you've seen um, the trailers, um, am I giving anything, anything away about uh, the, uh, the wife? No, no, okay. if you've seen the trailers. If you've seen the trailers, you, you know that the wife is pregnant. And uh, there have been some who have kind of nitpicked and said, well, you know, if you're in this situation, why would you ever consider having a baby? Why would you do that? Why would you have a baby? Just like The Walking Dead. Yeah, when well, was pregnant. It, to me, it's just like The Walking Dead. And the reason why in The Walking Dead they, they say we're going to have a baby is for hope. And I read interviews with the writers for this movie, and they said that, in the, actually, in the beginning of the, uh, they've been longtime friends, and originally they had her pregnant before the event happened. But Krasinski said, no, let's change it. He said, let's change it. Let's, let's have her um, become a mother-to-be later in the story because that shows that we're not giving up hope in this situation that really seems like it's a hopeless world. And that really said a lot to mm -hmm. me. Um, incredibly impressed with this film. I will go back and see it multiple times. Christian's already, already seen it multiple times. Highly recommend this movie, and it exceeded any expectations I had for it. And I was hoping it would be good, but it, it, it went far, mm -hmm. far beyond that. Um, after the movie was over, we just kind of sat there and just kind of, wow, hmm. wow. It's How a, often a do you do film. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a movie that you continue to think about a week later, and still have it churning in your head, um, quiet I mean, place. I've seen it three times, so of course they are, but there's specific shots that have just like stuck in my head that I can visualize the angle, everything about that one frame of a scene. And it's not just one, it's throughout the movie, so yeah. many different scenes, so many different images just stick with you, the yeah. directing, everything about it. Highly recommend The Quiet Place, uh, now in theaters, it's gonna be around for a while. So uh, at this point, um, this is on my top, gonna be on my top 10 for the year. Um, wow. By the something would really have to change, and we've talked about yeah. that as well. Uh, you've actually Christian has seen three really good films, who were three of his best films of the year, including uh, this next one, Isle of Dogs, yeah. uh, which is an animated film, which is a different kind of film. Yeah, so it's a stop motion film directed by Wes Anderson. So he's always had that quirky kind of style to him, but I think that the stop motion realm really is the perfect avenue for his directing. Um, so the storyline is that all the canine pets in Megasaki City have been exiled to Trash Island. Did you say Megasaki City? or Megasaki. Saki. Okay. Megasaki. I just city. had to clear that up because I don't think I'd want to live in a city called the Megasaki City. Well, you wouldn't want to live in this one either. Okay. So if, you, if you want to interchange the two terms, then okay. you can. I've been to some Megasaki cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, who knows, maybe it was meant to be a pun anyways. But um, all the dogs have been exiled to Trash Island because there was some disease that they've contracted and the humans all live in fear that they're going to contract this canine disease. And so a 12-year-old boy, Atari, sets off to Trash Island because his bodyguard dog had been exiled there, Spots, and he wants to find them and rescue them. So he begins this journey with a pack of dogs that he meets there to find his dog and then also try and convince the town to, to welcome dogs back into the city. And so I said that the enjoyment factor for this film is pretty simple. If you like Wes Anderson, okay. you'll love Isle of Dogs. Okay. Everything he's ever done kind of culminates with this for me. Okay. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is still probably my favorite film that he's done. Right. But right. this is easily in my top three for him because okay. just 
the quirky humor that he has, the interesting shot selections, all of it really works well within stop motion. And he didn't just let stop motion be an excuse to take standard shots. Like, I was really impressed, if you still call it cinematography, I guess, I was yeah. really impressed with the shots and cinematography that he used, even though it's stop motion. Like, he had some overhead shots, some close-ups, some, like, wide shots panning in. And it was really interesting to see someone put that attention to detail in a stop motion film. It's not something I'd seen before. Alexander Dupla, who just won the Oscar for best score, he um, wrote the music for this film, works very well, used a lot of taiko drums, a lot of traditional Japanese instruments, and really just laughing the whole way through, very, the very quirky, sarcastic yeah. sense of humor, and I thought it worked great, and I gave it an A-. Minus. Okay, so, I mean, right. great, A-. Minus. Great film for me. Well, as usual, I haven't seen it, but all-star cast, right? This has mm -hmm. a huge mega cast in it, Yoko yeah. Ono, even. Right, Bill yeah. Murray, uh, who yeah. else? Scarlett right. Johansson. Yeah. I didn't even write everyone down. I wrote directed by Wes Anderson, starring literally every actor or actress ever. <laughs> I mean, just, you, you name the person and they're yeah. in this film yeah. in some voice role or another. Well, very cool, A minus uh, and an A plus for, for films uh, that we've talked about so far. And we're gonna talk about one more. Uh, Ready Player One, this is one, Greg, that you actually do wanna see now, but initially you didn't I do, want to. Well, I saw the trailer and I, it just looked like a noisy CGI heavy film, you know, and then at the end it said directed by Steven Spielberg. Right. Okay, I'm in. Christian and I both checked this mm -hmm. out. Um, it, it's, uh, it is heavy on the CGI, yeah. um, but it's one of these worlds where um, you're, you're going into this kind of virtual reality to, to escape the kind of the, the rest of the world, which, uh, you know, going into the Sign me games, up. Yeah, well, and, and it's, you know, and, and it's in the future, it's in mm -hmm. the not too distant future, and the world has changed, and uh, there was this kind of a, a Steve Jobs type genius that has developed this place called the Oasis, and it's where everyone goes to escape, and you can be anything and uh, go anywhere you want to within this within this Is virtual Oasis universe. virtual? Yeah, okay. it is. It is the virtual universe, mm -hmm. um, and uh, everybody has access to it. Uh, even those who have barely enough money to eat find ways to have access to this because this is their escape. And uh, kind of like the Cleveland County Fair. Yeah, exactly like the Cleveland County Fair. That's exactly right. Uh, well, and, corn dogs. And the, well, no, no corn dogs. I don't know that they had corn dogs in the Oasis. I mean, you can do whatever you want in the Oasis. I guess so. so. If you want corn dogs, you can it's find yours. corn dogs in the Fried Oreos? Oasis. Fried Twinkies. Fried liver mush. All sorts of stuff Leave in it to Spielberg Oasis. to put the good stuff in, right? <laughs> yes, exactly yeah. right. So you have this Oasis. You have this genius who has passed away. And he's left this, um, this basically this treasure map, mm -hmm. and this treasure map will allow anybody who answers, who, who finds the Easter eggs, or finds the keys, uh, to control the oasis and also get a bunch of money in the process. That's kind of the story. Yeah, line. yeah. And so you've got corporations trying to do this, you've got individuals trying to do this, and there's one lead character uh, who is just kind of a normal guy, um, who is pretty good at this. And, uh, and he's the one that, that kind of starts, uh, starts the journey of, of finding the keys to paradise, so mm -hmm. to speak, with a lot of things in his way. What else do you want to add about the story that you think is imperative for people to know about the story? Well, not so much a story as just a feature of the film is there's a lot of switching back and forth, as you can see in the trailers even, between reality and this oasis. So you get a lot of live action performance, but then you also get a lot of this virtual reality where you're watching their avatars um, interact with the virtual world around them. So I think that was a really interesting move to switch back. Yeah, and I was actually concerned going in, how will that work? 
It, but it worked really Spielberg well. Spielberg said that was the biggest challenge for that film, was making the audience care about the avatars. Because mm -hmm. if they didn't, yeah. it wasn't going to work. Well, and you did. To me, to me the, um, the transition between the worlds felt seamless to me. It, it did, felt real. because of the fact that I wasn't even thinking about the fact, oh, we're back to that animated character. Right. It was just like, oh, there's that dude. It's it, an extension of the character. It's the extension of the real-life yeah. character, which is how they portrayed it to be in the world, but it's also how it came across in the yeah. film, which the, the, yeah. the transitions were just seamless. Um, Talking about Easter eggs, just a million or so mm -hmm. Easter eggs from Spielberg, from pop culture, from so many different things, especially throughout the 80s, mm -hmm. that show up in this film. It was, uh, to me, this was, this was a wonderful film. It was an, a wonderful adventure. Uh, if you like Spielberg adventures, I think this has all the elements of that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when it ended, I said, you know, this was just a fun escape, mm -hmm. much like going to the Oasis was for, for many yeah. of them. Or the fair. It, I'm sorry? Or the fair. Or the fair. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't think it was the best film in the world, but I gave it a solid B+. Plus. Um, well worth checking out, and I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to see it. What was your Yeah, rating? I gave it an A-, minus, so we were pretty close. And it was really just a breath of fresh air for me, yeah. because not just the music, everything in the film really was that throwback, classic Spielberg adventure film that we had so often in the 70s and 80s. And he's moved more now towards the biopics, right. but it was so great to see him because in a film like this, you, you can't beat a Spielberg adventure film. Yeah. And it was just so well made. Uh, I smiled the entire time. Yeah. And even a, a little bit of kind of uh, cultural concerns that he brings up with like, where are we going with technology right. and our virtual sure. reality? And kind of it, it balances the importance of how much time should we spend there and I yeah. thought that was interesting Well, there, there was a key message that actually talked about the importance of living in the real world mm -hmm. and not living only for escape. Yeah. Uh, finding a way to connect with humans and human, you know, um, personalities and I wish I could figure out what the key is to that one. <laughs> well, you know, well, after the break, maybe we'll come back and maybe Catherine Manning can let uh, let uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tillman over there know exactly what it is, how he can find human connections and, and live in this real world. You are watching Meet Me in the Movies. Christian, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back with Catherine. Uh, she'll be out here, and uh, we'll send uh, Christian back to Mission Control with the Terminator right after this quick break. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies on C19 TV. And if you're listening to the podcast through WGWG.org, we appreciate that as well. I am Noel T. Manning II along with, uh, with Oscar Madison. Oscar Madison over there. Uh, Oscar, good to see you, man. I can relate to Oscar as, you well. can, as you my can, wife. You can relate to Oscar and Felix. Yeah, you're am. a little of both. I am. You're a little of both. I'm, I'm a neat slob. You are a neat slob or a, a, a slobby, yeah, a neat slob. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the other didn't work. Yeah, I that didn't work. That didn't work. Yeah. Uh, movies, that's what we talk about here. Even when we get them wrong, we have people to correct us. Uh, to my right is a person that has no problem correcting me. That is Catherine <laughs> Manning, Critics' Choice Scholar, and uh, I have been saying the quiet place for the movie. I was wrong. It's a quiet place. 
It is a quiet place. A quiet place. place. What did a it say in the graphic? Place. Was the graphic it's right? A, a quiet place. So the graphic was, okay. The so graphic. See the script that yes, I have here. see? Well, see, the script I have here says this. I know. So. I know. Again. <laughs> see, I have an excuse. I didn't, I didn't see it. Once again. Not, why am I bragging about that? Once again. Once again, I messed up. Once again, I'm wrong, which, again, happens all the time. And when you have somebody like this beside you that tells you that, you are very humble. And Noel, so, Noel I, I love you. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Catherine, welcome back. Good to thank see you. you. Uh, you've got the home delivery. Uh, there are a couple things you're going to talk about. Uh, new movies that are available uh, for home delivery, including one that was just released this week. Actually, both of these released this week. Mm -hmm. so, so dive in, and you enjoyed both of these. I did. Uh, well, the first one is Molly's Game, and it stars Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba. I think I pronounced that Idris. right. I yeah. looked it up. I think you that's did. right. Um, and anyway, Jessica Chastain uh, plays Molly Bloom, who was a real-life person who um, this film was based off of her life. Um, Molly was an athlete doing really well for herself, and then she has a devastating career-ending injury. So she um, ends up getting into poker, and she starts running these poker games. And, and making a little money in the process. Yeah, making a lot of money in the process. <laughs> and, um, I mean, she's very successful, and she makes sure that it's all by the books, that it's all legal. There is um, one instance where she does break the law, but for the most part, in like her five years of running this, these games, she, it's legal, it's by the books. Um, but she ends up being indicted by the FBI. Um, they take away all of her money, all of her earnings. I mean, she had millions in earnings. So it is her, this movie follows her journey um, basically throughout her entire life, um, throughout her childhood, all the way up to um, her indictment and her case. You really liked this movie. I did. You liked the acting in it. You liked the writing. You liked everything about it, right? I did. I did. Um, I thought that Jessica Chastain was perfect. Um, I actually looked up a picture of Jessica and then the real Molly Bloom. Yeah. And they actually looked very much wow. alike. Um, and Jessica, I've seen her in several different things. I really enjoyed her in The Help. Um, so I've always been a big fan. Uh, so I think she played this role perfectly. Um, and then Idris Elba did very well yeah. um, as he was her lawyer, played her lawyer in the film. Um, and then Kevin Costner played her father. And I thought he did a really good job as well. Yeah, well written, directed by Aaron Sorkin as well. The first film he, he's directed, which really kind of blew me away. We talked about this back during award season. Um, I, I love this film. What was your rating for this? Um, I give it an A minus. Okay, A minus for Molly's Game, uh, now available for home delivery. Yeah. Also available. It's a good film. It Very is a good, good film. film. Yeah. yeah. Also available for home delivery, this is probably one of Greg's uh, favorite films for the past few months. Um, is it A Greatest Showman or The Greatest Showman? The, the Greatest, the greatest showman. showman. This is where you can release this week. It was, yeah, just released this yeah. week uh, on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, and other forms. Why did you like this movie so much? Well, I just, I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> I'm there a big you go. fan of musicals. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I just remember coming out of the theater and I was like, wow, like this is a film that's going to be successful, maybe not necessarily with critics, but with audiences. Yeah. And it's been mildly successful with critics, but very successful with audiences. And, and you got to meet one of the, the key stars in this too, and that was a pretty cool thing too, right? I got to meet the bearded lady. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yes. And she shaved too. <laughs> she shaved as well. She did. Or did yeah. uh, Tim couldn't. put something in her shampoo? Mm. Hmm, maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Hmm. Mm -hmm.
So good. So anyway, <laughs> Who so, is that? I have no idea. So uh, well worth checking out. You know, the crazy thing about this movie, it was just in Shelby again <laughs> last week. Like a week. week ago, yeah. And Christian was saying it was the sing-along version, so he had the bouncing <laughs> top hat. Oh, I, I didn't so, know that's why they wrote yeah, that. Um, but it's pretty cool. I don't even need the sing-along version because yeah. I've memorized the soundtrack. So. Well, and, and I've got the soundtrack in my car right yeah, now as well. It, it's a, it's a great soundtrack, great movie. Uh, I own my copy of this. It, it, it came this week, so I'm very excited that this movie is out. You ask her why she thought it was so popular. Why do you think it was so popular? You know, it. it I think the story was solid. I think the acting was solid. I think it, it found a way to connect with so many different people, and it was a, a film that um, that provided hope, even though there were so so many things that were going wrong in that time period. That's I where think I was it, going to go. I think it, it also provided, um, you know, an outlet for hope for us today. And it's a movie you feel good when it's over. Absolutely. And how often can you say that about yeah. a film, that you feel better? Yeah. Almost cathartic in a way. Yeah. And, and um, I just found myself, as soon as it was over, I wanted to see it again. And, you know, kind of a different way with wanting to see A Quiet Place again. So I got it right that time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this is a movie that as soon as it came out and as soon as we saw it, I said, I'm going to own this film. And I don't say that with every film, mm -hmm. but, but it didn't take me multiple viewings to say, I'm going to own this film. I think another thing is um, that P.T. Barnum's character, even though he definitely made some bad choices dur during the film, he redeemed himself, and he did that by admitting his mistakes. And yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, in films, it's just a quick cover-up of the conflict. But this was, you know, he had to work through the mistakes that he had made. And so I think that's just important to any kind of story. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, the casting, again, was just absolutely solid from not just the actors, but the, the voice talent and um, the, those who were singing. Uh, I got a chance to see some of the behind the scenes work on this when you would just kind of see them hanging around in a studio practicing and it was just, you could see the chemistry with that group. It, it, it felt like a community and it really showed itself for me on, on that movie as well. What was your rating for this? A. And A. Yes. All right, Catherine, thanks for home delivery. Uh, Greg, sorry we don't have time for your um, your binge-worthy stuff. Sorry. 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 Why am I here? I don't again? know. You just, you just, you're looking pretty. You're just looking pretty. That can't be it. That can't be it. Well, we do appreciate you hanging out uh, right here on C19 TV. You can uh, email us, info at c19.tv. You can also download the podcast by going to wgwg.org. Thanks for that partnership as well. I am Noel T. Manning II. That is Greg Tillman. This is Catherine Manning, uh, the Timinator, uh, back there uh, with Christian Jessup. Uh, Christian's making notes on what not to do next week. And we will leave you like with a movie. Up. Not show up. <laughs> We'll leave you with a movie quote, as we always do. This comes from Ready Player One. You know, I think this is probably one of the best things, that best quotes I've ever shared. Uh, you know, ninjas don't hug. That's it for this week. Till next Good time, man. that is a wrap.